This is a 98FM podcast. Now, obviously, we have to extend our condolences and, and already 20,000 people have signed a book of condolences, uh, con- book of condolences sorry, for Detective Adrian uh, Donoghue. But there have been calls to arm the entire police force after the murder of Detective Adrian Donoghue last Friday night, although he was armed. He didn't stand a chance when killers opened fire with a sawn-off shotgun at point-blank range. So tonight I'm asking you, with all the cuts to guard the resources, it was, you know, the GRA, Garda Representative Association today said it was only a matter of time before something like this would happen, and it has indeed happened. But with all the cuts, we were only talking about it last Thursday night, um, with the cuts to guard the resources, should Gardaí be armed? Is it is it a feasible um, suggestion that Gardaí, rank and file Gardaí should be armed or do you think it would make any difference to hardened criminals? So should Gardaí be armed now or would it make any difference to hardened criminals? If you want to talk to me 1850 22 98 98 give me a call on that 1850 22 98 98 or text me on 53981 Des you're on 98 FM how are you? Hello Des John, how are you? I'm very good, thanks. How are you? Grand, thanks very much. Um, now, dreadful. Uh, yeah, I'd like to uh, send my condolences to that family. Um, yeah, it's dreadful. It's really dreadful. Well, it, from from all aspects, this was a, a a murder. You know, there wasn't a second thought given to, to somebody's life. He was just murdered and that was the end of it. And then yeah. they hung around <clears throat> and took four grand after that. Um, yeah. So, so they had... Feed their drug habit or feed whatever else it is while probably on drugs, uh, uh, you know, uh, organising and taking part in these uh, really vicious crimes. Vicious, Um, vicious, vicious. I mean, uh, you know, it wasn't even, there was no shootout, there was no threat that you could. (coughs) And and I know Detective Adrian Donoghue was armed. He didn't stand a chance, though. No, he didn't. Does it make sense? I mean, the cutbacks are horrendous. The Garda Representative Association have been saying it is only a matter of time before something happens, and it has happened. So Yeah, that's what what I can't understand. Like, you know, I mean, the certain, as bad as the country is, the certain things that we have to keep standards in, and law and education, I would say, would be the main ones now. I mean, the law end of it, like, you know, why would they not be keeping guards at a certain level and making sure that people in the streets are protected? Like, you know, this doesn't make sense. Like, and then the minister goes up to Dundalk to talk to the guards and all that, and and he's the very one that they're probably all very angry with about cutbacks. And, 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 like, the guards would feel it very hard on themselves when 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 the member gets shot. And you know they'd all be trying to to uh, you know find these people, but it's very hard for guards. I'd say when all is at the moment is talking about is cutbacks and closing guard stations. Yeah. Like their job is to protect the public. Like how can you do that if if you start cutting back on? Well, on it is, and, and I mean Alan Shatter said the time of the sweeping closure of guard stations around the country. Now maybe some people agree with the closure. He said all they were doing was signing. Uh, dog licenses and passport applications. That's not the point. That's not the point. The point is, like, that, there was a woman a couple of years ago brutally attacked in a McDonald's on O'Connell Street, and they ripped into the side of her face with a knife, and it all started in a McDonald's in the middle of O'Connell Street. Yeah. Now, there's a guard station three quarters of the way down on the left-hand side, and if anyone was to be under attack, the first point of call is to run into that guard station. 
that's gone now. That facility is gone. On on O'Connell Street. Yeah, that facility that facility is gone. The one up on Harcourt Street is gone. Yeah. Like people don't have anything near them unless they make a phone call, and the response time has to be longer now. I don't care. Well, what. of course it is. Thing, of course thing it Alan is. Alan Charter said another thing. Alan Charter said today. He turned around and he said that this murder had nothing to do with Copac. That's a disgraceful thing to say. Well, it's, it's probably, in, in, in the least, it's probably a very insensitive thing to say. Very, very. He shouldn't have come out with that. That's something he shouldn't have even came out with. I suppose he has an agenda. Um, he has a portfolio. It, it's, it's, it goes with, with his territory. There's 35 million in deficit that he said he cannot spend in Gardaí. So he wants them to go down to 12,000 in number. And he wants them, you know, to, to basically to suck it up. Well, I don't know. Do you think arming Gardaí, though, would or could help a situation? Would it mean that we paid attention to Gardaí? Well, I think, I think they should, whether they have enough of a special task force or they need to employ more as a special task force that are armed, you know, that's something that they need to look at. Um, and I think they need to look at the cars that these guards are driving. Are the guards that, are these cars... Are these, are these cars good enough? Well, I, I suppose, you know, it deals with... There, 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 are, there are people retiring all the time, so it's intelligence, it's all of that kind of stuff. It's not even down to... I know today there was, there was an article in The Examiner and they were talking about the fact that, yes, detectives and special detectives, they were in, he was in a, an unmarked car, they were, himself and his partner were in an unmarked car, but, um, and he said, you know, that they're not equipped with the type, of, the type of machinery that they should be equipped with, and they are armed, all right? But perhaps it is because... Um, the higher end in the Garda Shia are retiring so a lot of intelligence is gone Yeah but you see the beast that we're dealing with today is a lot different to the beast that they were dealing with 10 or 15 years ago and it seems that they still only have the same resources that they had 15 years ago that they are okay the intelligence might be better and some of the equipment might be better but the cars are still the same I mean none of them cars I'd say will be even bulletproof they probably aren't. Now, I, no, P, not PJ, PJ Stone came out today. He's the head of the, the Garda Representative Association. He said, we've a new breed of Irish criminals, he said. Absolutely, He yeah. said, is it really time to consider closing stations or cutting numbers? I would say it ne- they need to bring more guards out now. And, you know, I don't believe that it's anything <clears throat> that the army should get involved in because you're going down a different road then. The guards are the law enforcement in this country and they should be given... And, and like, the Taoiseach turns around and says, we'll put everything we can into this. But that shouldn't be just because a guard has been murdered today or yesterday. That should be a top priority all the time to keep the streets of Dublin safe. Now we had, we had, I think we had around 15 gangland murders uh, last year. Life is very cheap now. It was a sharp rise in, in the, 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 the recent years. Um, so... Like, ra- John, if you went out, I mean, if you, I've noticed that over the last few months around Dublin town, the presence of guards is a lot worse even around the Christmas time, there was no traffic free flow. Just the presence of guards, you notice it around the town. Now, you can't turn around to someone after they've lost someone for a, a, a crime that they shouldn't, shouldn't have happened in maybe the house or something and turn around, well, we blame the recession on that because we didn't have enough guards. That's not acceptable, Joan. Let me, let me bring Sean in. The stay, stay, stay there with me for a second. Sean, you're yeah. on 98 FM. How are you doing? John, how are you doing? Uh, good, thank you. Now, um, as I said, it is awful, <laughs> terrible, uh, uh, the murder of Detective Adrian Dunhu last Friday night. Do you think <coughs> arming guards, uh, you know, rank-and-file guards, would make a difference? Yeah, well, uh, I think, first of all, I think it's um, it's only right that we... Um, I give my condolences Absolutely. to the family and friends of that guard, you know. 
Um, last Friday's crime, it was atrocious. It was just, it was the brutality of it that shocked me. Like, you hear of murders every day. It was just the callousness of it. Just, he didn't stand a chance right no, up to the window. No, no. Um, I think, though, in hindsight, that even if, like, he was armed, but that didn't make a difference. So the call maybe should all guards be armed, I don't think, and certainly in that case, it wouldn't have made any difference whatsoever. What do you think we should do then, Sean? Um, I think that last gentleman touched off some very good points. I think there's um, one thing that always has to be a priority in this country, and that's obviously a good police force. Now, I was listening to um, an interview there the other day with Alan Shatner. I think he's the minister for... I don't know, he's, he's the minister for something or other, but he was talking about this subject. He just seemed to be very kind of... He obviously, he just, he was kept being very defensive and saying everything was okay, but it's not all right. I think I think more guards are certainly needed, especially in this day and age. Well, they're talking about cutting them back. They're talking about losing between another oh, another oh, 12 oh, to 1,500. Oh, Sorry, Des, go on. Sorry, yeah, no, no, I would just, I would just like to say that, you know, was there enough... Like, is there enough in one car coming up to a credit union or, or a bank to deal with 20 grand being taken out and only two guards in one car? Is that enough? Like, you know, well, I, 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 I suppose, Des, um, uh, Sean has gone, I suppose that, you know, you, you, you don't think these things don't happen all of that often. I mean... No, but, that's, but there's, a, there's, a, there's a post office in Walkinstown that was held up there before Christmas with shotgun fired. Mm. Mm. And the response time there now, like, you know, but is that a question where the guards don't have the resources to make sure that if cash is being moved, that they have enough guards to make sure it's safe? I don't think they have. So that's an issue. I suppose money was being taken out of a, a credit union. It possibly that's wasn't. That's what happens. You know. Um, yeah. Now, uh, I know that, I know, you know yourself when you see the Brinks vans and they're going mm. with heavy army and mm. heavy and heavy. But what's the difference between... 20 grand and a couple of hundred thousand if you're talking about lives being safe. Well, I actually saw, uh, I was coming out of Clare Hall, Tesco and Clare Hall there a couple of weeks ago, my little fella, and we were driving out and next thing I saw this unmarked police car, you know, with the blue lights in the grill in the front and they flew yeah. in, flew into the garage and only though I was up at a height, I was waiting to turn left out onto the Malhide Road. Um, and they, 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 they stopped a car, was coming the wrong way out through a car wash. They were obviously, this car was obviously trying to get away from somebody. They flung the, the doors open, the two guys, took yeah. the keys out of the ignition. And within minutes, and I was driving down the Malahide Road, there must have been five or six squad cars. So, I mean, it was very quick response. And I would imagine that the guys in the unmarked car were detectives, and I'm sure they were armed. But, I mean, it, it, it's a frightening job. I know they're trained for it, but seeing something like that even happen yeah. is like, whoa. Um, but that, but that, that even makes it more worrying than when you have the minister cutting jobs. He's taken, he's taken, he's given the guards, he's putting the guards at more risk. And it's an insult to say this is a one-off because it's, it's a man ah, who's, who's, left, not, who's left two the, children and, and a wife and a family behind and traumatised. And then you have to wonder then why, you know, you can't, you know, rural areas, like, what was the, would the, would the response time be down in a rural area if if um, if something major happened? Stay there, uh, stay there just for a second, Des. Let me bring Brian in on this. Brian, how are you doing? Good evening, Joan. Uh, hiya, Brian. What do you think? I think it's, uh, it's, it's terribly sad about the guard and uh, sympathies to his family and his That's colleagues. Yeah. I think it's a time to review tactics and training. I mean, wh- why they were sitting in the car instead of being outside. I mean, there was a spate of, a spate of robbery there a while ago.
happening in the UK. They're, I don't know whether it's the, the van or the banks are holding up. But the police put in extra manpower and it showed them there in Sky News. And they're actually, they're actually standing beside the van right. with the submachine going across their chest and the automatic on their hip. And I mean, anyone who comes to knows exactly what's going to happen. 53981 is the number. Stay there with me, uh, Brian, for a second. Yeah. Or 1850 Des, coming in on what, what Brian is saying, do you believe maybe that... That if already you... happens, Joan. I mean, you know, there is certain areas around the country if, if, if there's armed armies making sure that places when they're being doing cash lifts that they're outside the building. I've seen it myself and there's three or four sets of guards outside in their cars and there's armed army guys out on the streets while this is happening. That, that's there already. But you can't turn around and say, what the guard, why were the guards sitting in the car? You have to look at the whole picture and say, well, why was there only one car with two guards? But you surely, know, I mean, to... it's, it's a credit union. It's not, it doesn't... Now, I'm, I'm just saying, I'm presuming, and I don't know whether you'd agree, Brian, it's a credit union. Perhaps they think, look, it's not that much money. It's a Friday evening. And if you've done something like that for quite a long time, we all kind of... Now, I'm not saying they were lax, but, you know, you probably think, right, OK, off we go. Two of us, two of us armed. You would think that is enough. You don't expect somebody to come up and shoot you. But you, you do now, Joan. I know, but you yeah. actually do. Yeah. You, have to be, you have to be expecting the unexpected now. And maybe maybe it was a case where the, the sergeant said, look, I can't deploy anymore. You just walk away there. And then look what happens because he's, his hands are tired probably to deploy more. There probably wouldn't be that many in that guard station. You well, don't know what, what would you, what would, would you Do you agree with Daz, Brian? But maybe it'll be a bit of a. Maybe the next time there's an armed robbery, there's an escort due to the guys will be out of the car, standing on the street watching, and, and give themselves a chance. Do you think that it is okay, Brian, for Alan Shatter, uh, the Minister for Justice, to talk about another twelve hundred going from the Garda Shia more station closures? Do you do you think that this is? just one of those things that unfortunately somebody got killed or do you think we need now to be tooled up and, and ready for ready for action? We need to be tooled up and ready for action. It's simply unacceptable for the... For the we're the only country in Europe apparently at the moment that is not recruiting police and given that the, this training period that they brought in, it's gone three years before any new ones appear in the street. Okay. But we do, we yep. do have the money to to, to bring on new cars because there's new cars on the way. New, new, They brought out some new cars, but apparently the last thing I saw about it was they brought out 200 car, new cars, but apparently 600 went off the road. Yeah, and, and another thing as well, like, they're not going to have the money to put to put resources into training guards. No, well, it's going to be guards, it's going to be down from 14 months now to 12 months. Yeah, it's crazy. It's absolutely crazy. The know? money... Money can be found in this country for all kinds of things. Do you, do you remember the foot and mouth there a few yes, years ago? Or yes. the, the mad cow? They had police. They had the police out on every street corner making sure you washed your feet and hosed your car. Listen, there's, there's 20 million. I heard this last Thursday. There's 20 million going to be spent on the National Gallery. Absolutely, John. I'm just about yeah, to say that. Where, where, where are we getting that money from? There you go. The it's priorities going to be. are absolutely wrong. And some, apparently someone had the bright idea of wanting to send the Rangers, our Army Rangers, over to Somalia looking for pirates. To be honest with you, this is not... the bandits in this country. There are the bloody pirates over in Somalia. This is not a poor country. This is not a poor country. And we can spend 20 million on an art building. 
Well, there you go. There you go. They're spending 20 million on it. Look, for now, Brian, Des, last word. Uh, should they be armed? In, 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 you know, what do you think? No, I don't think the general body should be armed, but they should greatly increase the, the numbers of carry okay. guns. And Des? Yeah, I think, they, you know, if they need to put more into uh, the task force, but then they need to employ the people that are leaving the domain going onto the task force, then onto the actual, onto the, onto the street. You know, they can't be, a, you can't take from one and not add to the other, you know. Joined now by security analyst Declan Power. Declan, how are you? Good, how are you? Very good, thanks. Declan, um, what is the feeling, do you think, in the Gardaí over the last couple of days? And I'm sure they're gutted. Uh, it's never good to lose uh, a colleague. And um, the Gardaí would feel very aggrieved about the circumstances of it. But nevertheless, something you said there earlier, <clears throat> I'm sure maybe some Gardaí might feel somehow different about it, but the vast majority of Gardaí uh, are on record on numerous occasions as having voted against being armed en masse. Mm. Uh, they don't want to uh, carry firearms on a day-to-day basis. Now, I think um, some people might find that strange, but I can understand where they're coming from. And I say that as somebody who carried a firearm himself when I was a serving soldier and would have been on many kinds of different operations, including cash escorts. Uh, it's not Arming an entire force wouldn't necessarily change what happened to Detective Garda Donahue. Uh, there's a lot of things that may need to change. But uh, arming people en masse isn't necessarily one of them. Because <clears throat> with that arming, it comes a commitment of uh, training and regular range practice that would have to mm-hmm. go with it. Mm-hmm. So if you arm every guard that you're going to, it's not just giving a person a firearm, you've got to give them the tactical training and awareness that goes with that. And I would think that that's something that probably now. Uh, guard the uh, management, senior officers in the Gardaí are going to have to revisit because unfortunately this is, amongst the numerous Gardaí that have laid down, laid down their lives in the line of duty, there are at least three of them, including the last uh, murdered guard, the uh, killed guard, Jerry McCabe and uh, Detective Frank Hand who was killed uh, escorting cash in the 1980s now the situation is that the guard, the profile, the policing profile has traditionally been one that has always been low key and it's something that has suited the psyche of this country, even at the worst of the times and the troubles, people didn't see, uh, that's why the army were used so much in internal security in a way that you wouldn't see in other countries, to allow the uniformed guard to maintain the relationship that they have with the general public and as you can see that relationship is borne out in terms of the response of the horror of people and the the sense of connection that the local people in, uh, in Lordship had with Detective Garda uh, Donahue. I, I, and I, I do get that. I do get that, Declan. Um, unfortunately, I mean, what... And, and I do get that maybe arming them all it wouldn't be a clever move at all. But PJ Stone today said, we have a new breed of Irish criminals. Um, you know, uh, there are uh, station closures, they're cutting numbers, they're now talking about cutting their pay. There must be a dreadful feeling of, of, not, of, of powerlessness in the Gardaí and I also heard that some of the weapons and what you were talking about training mm-hmm. um, I heard about some of this uh, that's, uh, today I was reading I think in the Examiner that some of the weapons aren't up to power that they have what do you <coughs> what do you do now I know, I know you talked about pa- uh, tactical training um, does it need more than that do you think? 
I think that's, uh, to be quite honest, I think that's primarily where, where this particular incident and guarding against it in the future lies. Um, two detectives in play would both have had fairly expert local knowledge of the area, like, like good detectives. But I think... Um, one of the one of the flaws in that system. Well, the idea behind that system is that it's low key because you don't. If it's a large amount of cash that has to be transported over a large or complex distance, then the army are involved, and in people would be quite familiar with seeing armed cash escorts and uniformed guards uh, involved in that. But the actual escorting and protection of that is the army's responsibility, and you have uh, you know a, a number of uh, of anything from eight or more trained, fully armed soldiers with assault rifles and who are tactically aware. And you have the intelligence profile and gathering that goes into before and after those escorts. So any suspicious movements of people are noted. And, you know, it's not, it wasn't uncommon for the IRA to shadow cash escorts back in the day. And this information would be passed to the troops uh, involved and the Gardaí involved. And so they, they would be aware and be prepared accordingly. Now, going back to the, the situation, small amounts of cash, it would have been comparatively small compared Absolutely, to yeah. the other amounts. It's normally the local guard, the detective unit, who in a low-key way, the two armed members uh, would arrive. And the idea was that low-key provided protection for everybody because it was hard for anybody to uh, to monitor and surveil that. But this gang obviously had done their homework and they were aware of the time when the people left the credit union and they were aware of the time when the Gardaí uh, got on site. So they were there, but even if they didn't know the exact time, even if the Gardaí varied a little bit, these guys had done their homework and they were there in advance, which gave them the tactical advantage. The other thing that uh, is worth noting as well, because of the this setup, uh, the system that was being employed, it meant that even if Detective Garda Dunhow had exited the vehicle with his firearm in a tactical stance, ready to, uh, <coughs> me, to open fire, the credit union staff would have been in a, a position of extreme vulnerability, mm. as would have been the case if his, his colleague the other detective guard who was at the stairs, if he had even got, if he'd even gotten a chance to get his weapon out, so this begs the whole um, revisiting of the system of sending, you know, of how, when the guard should be in situ. Should there be a, a call made at a random time, uh, you know, not, not 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 a thing that could be considered a uniform time in any shape or form? Should the guard uh, go, you know, into the actual premises? Uh, so that uh, there's nobody coming out until an armed guard is with them. And then, should it be more overt? I would be suggesting that this stance should change. Every guard uh, division now has an armed response unit, uh, a kind of a slimmed down, uh, slightly less uh, hard-edged version of the ERU within each guard division. And their job is, is special weapons and tactics. But when they're doing their job, they wear a kind of a paramilitary-type uniform, okay. a blue I would be suggesting these kinds of duties should become their preserve. Because so they, the so they, 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 they step it up. Tell me, Declan, sorry for yeah. cutting across you. No, you're okay. Was this, um, did Detective Guard Agent Dunahoo, did himself and his colleague or whoever was, was doing that stint, just say, on the credit union, was that the normal thing to do as far as you know? Did they did they just drive up and stay in the car? Was that what they did kind of week in, week out? Or, or was it that kind of low-key all the time? That's that's a standard, yeah. It's a standard enough thing. It depends on, on the arrangements within the particular area but it's not too different because this will be considered a low-key 
uh, type of, of situation and it would be the, the local men that would have handled it and what would have been considered their strength and normally would be the case their local knowledge would be you know, far more of a protection in many respects than firearms so that they would have spotted anything out of order they would have heard if there was unusual activity in the area that would normally be the case but to, to go back to what you said when you were quoting PJ Stone yeah. times have changed and uh, things are moving at a faster rate sure and this, this particular gang had it seems just as good a local knowledge and just as good of ability to be able to uh, use the local road network in such a way as to stymie the best efforts of both the Gardaí and the police service of Northern Ireland, both of whom reacted very quickly to try and secure those uh, areas along the border. So they, they slipped the net this time round. They sure did. Finally, finally, Declan, um, now the car was found burnt out in Armagh, the Passat that they think they use. Is that, is that a ruse, you think? I'd heard today on different reports that they are a gang from the Coolock area of Dublin. Um, to the best of your knowledge and what you've heard so far, are there, are there paramilitary connections or is that just is that a ruse just to try to get people off the scent, do you think? Well, look, you know, the, the interesting thing about this is the lack of hard information. Uh, what, what we do know is uh, roughly the amount of, of people and the nature of the firearms, that there were shotguns uh, and a sidearm, a pistol of some sort uh, that were used, which wouldn't normally, I have to say in my opinion, wouldn't normally suggest uh, a paramilitary type of involvement. The second thing is, though, it, that it, is, I, I, it has been said from a number of sources now that the accents of those involved were local accents, and that I would imagine that has emanated from... Uh, information back from the uh, the detective that was at the scene who survived the incident. So also, I would be thinking, even if they were reasonably familiar with the road network, the speed and agility at which they managed to slip any net would again suggest individuals that were very familiar with that uh, network of roads. Okay. So if it was if it was local Kulak lads, uh, they must have uh, known those, that network by the back of their hands, uh, like the back of their hands. And if that was the case too, people operating up in those areas, I served time up there at the border when I was in the army, and locals, uh, you know, you stand out like a sore thumb to them if you are not from that if general from there, Absolutely. Look, uh, great talking to you, Declan Power, security analyst. Thanks a million. Thanks, thanks, Declan. Bye bye. Uh, we're talking about 1850, by the way. 1850-22-9898 is the number. Give me a call on that or text me on 53981. We're talking about, um, with all the cuts to the Garda, uh, to Garda resources, should they now be armed or do you think it would make any difference to hardened criminals? Uh, 53981 is the text number as well. Just before I get to Paul, in cases where money has been moved, armed guards or army should be standing around the place on full view to show anyone thinking of robbery that they will be stopped. In my visit to the Philippine Islands, I saw every shop door had someone with a large gun in full view had stopped any attempts at robbery and made me feel safe shops and businesses should also think like thieves and catch and change the times of money transfers etc says Mel Paul you're on 98 FM how are you doing? How are you doing? Good thank you what do you think? Well I don't think they should hand them at all to be honest with you um, they're power mad enough as it is um, your man put on the uniform he, he was an armed guard so what does he expect he knew when he took well, the he, job he, he doesn't he does, well sure that's a silly thing to say what does he expect you don't expect to lose your life at that age you don't expect to get a bullet in the back of the head Paul you know? well, if you're an armed and someone walking around with a gun live by the gun die by the gun is that not what they say uh, I, I, I don't. I don't think it is what they say. If if you're, you know, if you are in, if you're, if you are a detective and you're trying to protect people or protect money in transit, um, I don't think you expect to be shot dead. But I mean, do you, do you think that that's what that's what you're up for if you go for that job? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I yep. think well. Oh yeah, I think they do. I think like as soon as he goes and picks up that gun and 
that's what happens. It's karma, isn't it? Look at the amount of amount of people who, who um, post office robbers and bank robbers that have been shot dead. It's bound to happen that it's going to come around and get one of them, isn't it? Well, do you, do you not think... What goes around, comes around. So it's okay, it's okay for somebody to hold up a post office, and but, but if, if somebody's trying to protect people... I'm not saying them. it's okay for someone to hold up a post office, but I'm just saying what goes around, comes around. They'll only get away with shooting so many raiders before one of them is shot. And you think it's you think that's fair play if if uh, if if they get shot, it's it's fair play that I'm you get shot. I'm not saying it's well. fair play. I'm not saying he deserved. I'm not saying nothing like that. I'm just saying what goes around comes around. Would you have any sympathy for the family of um, of Adrian Dunno? Of course I would. If they're ever losing someone close to them, of course I would. Why wouldn't anyone not have sympathy for the family, you know? But you don't think... What about uh, detectives in the special grant branch? Do you think that they do a good job or you just think it's... You don't think they should be armed at all? Well, someone has to be armed. But one time you pick up a gun, like, they buy the gun, die by the gun. Isn't that what they say? Um, but, but what about armed raiders, Paul? How do you deal? What's the best way to deal with them? Do you just let them away with murder? Or no, what do you, you do? don't. No, you don't. You do whatever. But I don't think that, that, that they should be getting any more special treatment than uh, some Joe Soap that shot dead. Like, a man knew what he was doing. When he put on the uniform and he picked up the gun, he knew what he was doing. He knew what he was getting involved in. Alright, so, interesting, interesting point. Alright, Paul, thanks a lot. Thank you. Five three ninety eight one. If you want to respond to that, um with all the cuts to gather resources, should they now be armed or would it make any difference to hardened criminals? Uh five three ninety eight one or eighteen fifty twenty two ninety eight ninety eight. John, you're on ninety eight FM. How are you? Good evening, John. How are you? I'm good, thank you. What do you think? Oh, it's so sad what happened to that guy that guy there last Friday. It's it's so savage, you know, taking down a man while he was working, doing a job for the community taken completely out and leaving the family and two children behind. You know, it's just, it's not on, John, whatsoever. You heard, and, uh, you heard Paul just before you. I mean, I suppose there are, there are an amount of people, John, who, who just wouldn't like detectives and they think once somebody, you know, has a gun that, uh, once they sign up to the uniform and the gun, then, you know, you're, 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 you're fair game as such. No, that's not right, John. Like, in the society as we're in now, like, like we have to have armed guards, you know. It's in every country in the world that there's armed policemen. Some are even walking the streets, but I don't. I don't wish to see that. But all guards, as far as I know, all guards are trained in firearms. So you can be in a, in a uniform today and be in plain clothes tomorrow, and you will be armed. So, you know, what happened to that guard was on call for. No chance to, you know, to return. You know, do no you, chance. Do you agree? To, to come. Do you agree, John? Sorry for going across. Do you agree what PJ Stone said, as head of the GRA, said we, we have a new breed of Irish criminals? Um, oh, most definitely. It's grown all the time. It, one bunch of criminals go, there's another one there. They're taken out, there's another one there to take us off. But what annoys me more, John, than anything else is that the police know who these people are. They're saying it. There's a crowd up there called the Taliban that's doing all these murders and doing all these robberies. They know who these people are. They know where they're living. Well, Why what, are they not locked up? what Declan Power said, and he said, is the only thing he said that the only hard information is that there is a lack, there is a lack of of information that these guys got away very quickly. That they knew, you know, they knew the the, the Northern Network very quickly. They were gone, um, you know. So I mean, I don't know if there are links to to the IRA. I mean, it doesn't matter. A man is dead. Do you know what well, I mean? Well, Joe, it's it's like everywhere. There's cuts everywhere. There's, there's, there's very little police on the street in the city now at the moment. Very little. Even at weekends, very little. 
I drove up to Belfast there last Wednesday. Mm. Straight into the heart of Belfast. Did not see one policeman anywhere. Not one. Wasn't even stopped. And I had the Southern Registers car. I could have drove all the way up there and picked up where I wanted to pick up and drove all the way back. And not a soul in the world was stopping me. And were, no, you, were you still on the Southern side? I was, yeah. And yeah. not only that, like I even got lost coming out of Belfast and I went 35 miles beyond my destination. I had to come turn around, put into my garage and come back to find out exactly how to go into the M1. But I was not stopped. I wasn't a police car around or a PSNI officer out anywhere, John. We so just we just got a text in, sorry, saying, John, John, somebody said all Gardaí are not trained uh, when guns are concerned. Please clarify that now. So that's from Gardaí. They obviously can't come on air. Um, okay. so, but, um, most of them are, John. Well, what, 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 is, what is coming in is Gardaí are not trained where guns are concerned. Please clarify. I know detectives are and special detectives yeah. are. Um, yeah. And what our security, well, security analyst Declan Power was saying that they need to be, there needs to be more tactical training for detectives and perhaps they should have a more visual um, you know it was low key it was, it was a small amount of money it was, it was low key the way it was done but uh, you know um, would there be any point do you think in, in arming them because it is meeting force with force well you know, when, you, when you're dealing with where there's cash involved you have to have armed guards you have to have an armed presence whether it's the guards or whether it's the army or, or both you know th- th- there has to be some kind of deterrent there to stop um, these people from robbing the money. Now, it seems that, that these people that done this job last Friday night are responsible for doing the same credit union last year and got 60-odd thousand euro over. So there has been a history there. So naturally, like, the guards are going to be, you know, escorting money coming to mm-hmm. from that area. Now, all around Dundalk and Drada, when money is being delivered by the armoured vehicles, it's, 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 you know, it's being escorted by the army and the guards. Well, that's if it is if it is a big amount of money, and that's what yeah. Declan Parrott said. All right, listen, listen, John. Good talking to you. Okay. Good talk. okay Thanks a lot. Bye bye. Bye bye. Thank God, the only thing I have in common with that guy is my name. That's Paul. Who was on before John, not John, because he's an ass. I said, uh, and I told you, Gardy, you are not trained where guns are concerned. Please clarify that now, Mike. You're on ninety eight FM. How are you doing? Uh, good evening, John. Um, what do you think, Mike? And as we said, we've been given condolences to Detective Garda, Adrian Donahue's yeah. uh, family as well. I mean, it's a shocking situation. And, it's and a horrific, brutal murder, John. It is a br- it's a brutal yeah. murder, yeah. It's brutal, Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, I agree with Declan. I'm a former uh, officer in the Defence Forces, and I agree with Declan regarding, um, you know, not all of the Garda, but those that are uh, trained in weapons should um, be now be more a tactical, have a tactical awareness of carrying those weapons. And if you notice, I don't know whether you've watched a cash escort with the army involved when they stop at a particular um, town or village or stopped anywhere, they deploy immediately, no matter what the situation. Even if the lights are on that bit longer at traffic lights, they get out of the vehicles and are deployed in a tactical situation, which means that it's more difficult to pinpoint people in one spot, as in a car or a Jeep or a Land Rover, whatever it is. So they're deployed, so therefore they're in sight of one another, but they are difficult to pin down and they're aware looking left, right, back, forward and the rest. That's the training of, of soldiers. Now, the detectives you talked about, I don't know what duties they were on. They might have been on regular duties and just, I know that particular um, guard who was brutally murdered, uh, Donahue, was was uh, assigned to that job at the last minute of detail. It was one of those situations that, you know, people are sick or whatever reason, yeah. he wasn't due to be on that particular detail that night. But when you are carrying a weapon and it's something like I, I carried it myself and I did cash escorts in the in the 70s in West Cork and uh, areas of that, 
you have to be fully aware of the implications of when you take a weapon and you get your ammunition and you charge that ammunition. Um, you must be aware of what you're doing. And you must be aware of the tactical situation regarding that weapon. Do you think, and I'm not, this is no slur on anyone at all, uh, Mike, absolutely none, but do you think that if you're doing something and, and it's been kind of fairly pain-free and fairly that, that it's part of the gig that you do and it's a small credit union or maybe not, uh, you know, that it's just... I, it's I agree 100%, Joan, and I used to say to the soldiers, and they would be doing mundane cash escorts day in, day out, mm. and I used to say to soldiers when I'd be responsible for giving them the ammunition, I used to say, treat this cash escort as your first one, and you'll stay alive. That was what I used to say to them, because if you get into that mundane, it's a wet Monday or a wet Friday, whatever, if you ever, ever get into that situation, that is the one situation where you could lose your life or be seriously injured. God help him, but I mean, he, he, he really didn't stand a chance. Now, what I, I understand that, but uh, the thing was, you see, yeah. um, you just need to be... I mean, I, I, Declan made the point that we have only um, a small amount of information coming out of the actual event itself. We don't have the details of, of the of the actual uh, movement. Like, I, I'm presuming that they carry... I know they were armed guardy, but I don't know if the weapons were in the car or they were actually carrying them. That's one thing that needs to be looked at. Absolutely. You know, I, mean? Uh, uh, you know I mean, they were armed when they left the guard station. They may have just made an inquiry to the car or something, that they saw something, acting suspiciously and wondering, lads, what are you doing here in the car? And maybe it all... I, I don't know, and certainly he didn't get a chance. But, I mean, equally it could happen to a PSNI officer tonight on of duty, course, whatever. Of course, but look what's, they look what's happened. They would be more uh, tactically um, trained in, in the weapons and they'd be more aware of the situation. And it's something that I have been very concerned about for the last number of years with the Good Friday Agreement and um, the uh, increase in number of paramilitary organisations. Tell me, and Mike, and, and you were talking about that, and I was, that's the next question I was going to ask you. Um, yeah. Do we have a new breed of Irish criminals, do you think? We we have a new breed, and uh, respect for, for law and order has broken down, Joan. The respect for the Gardaí and, and the security force of the state have broken down. And a number of reasons for that is society has broken down in basic respect for law and order. Society. And also, our laws, our bail laws, have to be totally reviewed. They are absolutely That's incredible. Sure, look, it's and it's, I read it's, those it's the rotating door, isn't it? Guys really? out 26 times, 26 offences, yeah. 20, 50 offences. It, it's absolutely crazy. Alan Shatter should be beaten down the door of, of the judiciary and saying, like, what the hell is going on here? Why are you giving them bail? Well, that, that may happen because that, that's good. It has that's to happen, it, John. It, it, These right. guys don't care. They're giving the two fingers up to the law. And the same for capital punishment. I, it should be reinstated tomorrow. Okay, listen, Mike, good talking to you. No Thanks problem, a lot. John. You're Thanks welcome. a lot. Okay, Thank bye you. Bye. Uh, 53981, the text number now at this stage. Okay, some of your messages. The root of the problem is that career criminals are allowed to walk the streets. Sentences are far too short for serious crimes. Shame on our judges. That's um, echoing what Mike said. In reply to Paul, live by the gun, die by the gun. These people, Gardaí, try to keep our streets safe. And the likes of these criminals shooting Detective Garda Adrian Donoghue means that our streets are not safe and the cuts are not helping either. Says Dylan and Seamus said, I'm not sure I want to see the Garda armed. It takes a certain level of maturity to carry a gun. I feel some rank and file guard they don't have it from their own viewpoint they may um, have many accusations levelled against them the last thing they need is to be labelled as trigger happy uh, interesting point um, God love the detectives family my heart goes out to them tightening up the protocol to be followed by the detectives in such situations would help the scumbags picked a rural credit union armed escorts have to be paid for who foots the bill for small credit union I think varying the times that drop offs collections are done would also help all cops should have taser guns I think a lot of them do by the way but the end, at the end of the day um, criminals have a different are of different breed these days John Gilligan is a pussycat compared uh, 
Um, okay. Thank you very much for your calls, your texts, and your opinions on that. Quick break, back in a sec. You've been listening to a 98FM podcast. Download more at 98FM.com.